With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ron Hextall is the Penguins general manager. Penguins general manager, Ron Hextall. I feel like I have to keep saying that out loud, get used to it. It still doesn't sound right. Uh, I'm Taylor Haas. Good morning, good Thursday morning. I'm taking over for the daily shot of Penguins podcast, just temporarily filling in for Dan. Uh, If you listen to the Steelers daily shot, Dale Lolly's filling in, Alex Stump filling in over on the Pirates show. Um, over here, Penguins, obviously we're going to be talking about the general manager, uh, hiring Ron Hextall. Um, I, you know, obviously one of the reasons why that, that sounds so weird to say and why, uh, the fan reaction was, was mixed to the hiring is because, I mean, his, he's so associated with the Flyers, two stints with the Flyers, almost his entire career. And then, uh, you know, after he retired, two stints in their front office first, uh, you know, he was a scout and then obviously general manager there for a couple years. Um, but, you know, I mean, in his in his playing days, he wasn't just a flyer. He was the villain on the flyers. And one of the things, you know, people bring up when, you know, one of the first things I saw on, on social media was um, when he chased Robbie Brown around the ice, and it was funny, that was, um, he was asked about that in his, in his introductory press conference, and he, 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 he pretended that he didn't hear the question, and he just kind of, you know, spoke in general about the rivalry, but, um, it, it, it sounds like both sides are kind of amused by, by this, um, Crosby was asked about, um, you know, Hexall and just how he, he came, you know, really from the Flyers, and he said it's funny, you know, you know, when you think about it, you don't ever anticipate it, but um, he said, you know, you see that, you see that a lot in hockey nowadays, and I mean, even in the Penguins-Flyers rivalry, it's not, it's not uncommon, I mean, the greatest coach in Flyers history is Fred Shiro, and his son is Ray Shiro, and I think if you were able to get over that, I think you can get over Ron Hextall, um, I just, I think, you know, I see that the fan reaction is very mixed. Um, the fans that have, like, strong reactions to his flyers, uh, flyerdom. He, I, you know, there's the one side that's like, ew, yuck, flyers gross. But then I see a lot of fans that they're, they're excited about, you know, the opportunity to win with Hextall and how, just how much, I guess you could say sweeter that would be to, win with their guy you know maybe before they do and I that just reminds me I brought it up in in the morning Java with with Dave uh, Molinari but um it reminds me of 2012 when the Flyers signed Yager when he was making his comeback to the NHL and then they signed Max Talbot when he left the Penguins and I mean if you can just remember 
like what you felt that day when that happened and they took two you know key players in really Penguins franchise history and what that felt like this is really just like the reverse of that um and then you remember obviously the way that season ended the Flyers knocked out the Penguins in the playoffs um and I just think if you're a Penguins fan you know how are you not excited about the opportunity to to do that and add that to the rivalry so that's um like that's where I stand on it I I it doesn't bother me that he's a he's a flyer um I really don't understand the fans that are you know just so mad that they hired the flyers guy as their general manager um I also just in general think he's the perfect guy for the job um you look at what he did with the flyers um he he rebuilt that team. I mean, when when he got let go November 2018, they they weren't in the best shape yet, but I mean, they're they're a contending team now in the East. And um his his fingerprints are all over this Flyers team. If you look at the active roster, the 23 players currently on the Flyers active roster, 14 of them were acquired under Ron Hextall. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll just run down the list. Um, he drafted Albe Kubel, signed Brian Elliott, drafted, uh, Farabee, drafted Friedman, drafted Frost, uh, drafted Haig, drafted Carter Hart, who, I mean, he's one of probably the biggest piece on that, on that roster that really turned them around and made them a contender in the last year. Um, drafted Konechny, drafted Lindblom, signed Myers, um, drafted Nolan Patrick, drafted Provorov, drafted Sandheim, and then signed, uh, JVR as a UFA, one of his, and that's in his last offseason, uh, as Flyers GM. But I mean, I mean, if you just look at the, the track record, Hextall is just so good at, at drafting, and the Flyers were so good at developing under, under Hextall, and that's that's something the the penguins need right now. I mean, the past couple of years have been pretty bleak and that's because obviously you know they've traded away a lot of their key picks and prospects. Um and whether you would want to admit it or not, the the penguins are going to be rebuilding in a couple of years. Um when this core is gone, they really don't have that many years together left. Um a rebuild is inevitable and with the cupboard being as bare it is right now, it's going to be a long rebuild, slow rebuild. Um, and Hextall is the perfect guy to have to lead them out of it. I mean, one of the criticisms of him, uh, you know, when he got fired as Flyers um, GM is that, you know, the rebuild took a little long and that towards the end he was unwilling to move um, you know, prospects and picks for, for assets that help them win now, which, I mean, when, when we get to this inevitable Penguins rebuild, that'll be a nice change to have, I think, just looking at, you know, the past couple of years where the, all the Penguins did was trade away, you know, first-round picks and, and they're, they're better prospects, so, um, I think he's the right guy to have, and, I mean, even if you look at, you know, some of the other criticisms of Hextall, like, of moves he made when he was there, 
they're paying off and helping the Flyers now. I mean, one of the, I guess, biggest uh, mistakes um, people thought he made at the time was uh, the summer 2018 signing JVR. Um, Five-year, $35 million contract. JVR took took a couple he, he He wasn't contributing the way they expected him to right away, but you look at the Flyers now. I mean, JVR is their leading scorer, seven goals. 11 assists in 13 games, 18 points in 13 games. Um, so that, that move is paying off, and um, it looks like he's worth his contract. Um, maybe looking like a steal at this point this season. And that's a hextall move. Um, and then, you know, the biggest, I guess the biggest criticism of Hextall during, you know, his time with the Flyers was that um, it, it was that the Dave Hextall hiring his coach and then just refusing to to fire him when it when it was cleared I, to everyone else that it wasn't working. Um, but right now, that's really not a problem with the Penguins. I mean, I, I don't think Mike Sullivan should be on the hot seat. Uh, and so he, he doesn't have to go out and hire a new coach. He doesn't have to... They're not going to have Hackstall to worry about. Um, but, yeah, I just... And, I mean, going back to the flyerdom thing, I mean, uh, Mario Lemieux's hands were all over this, if you, you know, listen to the, the introductory press conference. And I think if Mario Lemieux is okay with Ron Hextall being a Penguin now, I mean, you have to, too. I mean, but Mario Lemieux was on the ice uh, when he chased Robbie Brown. Mario Lemieux assisted on, on, that, on that goal. So if Mario can accept it, I think everyone else can, too. And I think... Uh, you know, once we see the Penguins go into this rebuilding phase that's inevitable, I think, you know, you might be thankful that, that Hextall is the guy they have. We'll be back. Uh, speaking of prospects, next segment, uh, perfect opportunity, me on the show. I'm going to talk about Wilkes-Barre. Stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There was no chance that I was going to get this platform for the day and not talk to you about prospects. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food to all of our neighbors in need in western Pennsylvania. They're here for you when you need them. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. Wilkes-Barre kicked off uh, their season on Monday a bit delayed because um, their opponent, the Devils, had a COVID situation, so they needed to push the game uh, back a few days. And they lost in the opener. Um, they lost 4-3 to three in overtime. And it, it sounds like uh, a repeat of, of some of the headlines we've seen with the Pittsburgh team, but even though they lost, 
there were a lot of positives to take away from that game, and there are a lot of, um, the team was happy with their overall performance, and I think, you know, I, some fans might be tired of hearing that with, uh, with the big club, with the NHL team in, in Wolfsbury, uh, it, it, that's valid. I mean, it, it makes sense. It was their uh, opening uh, game of the season, and it's it's such a new team. Um, the lineup that they dressed for for Monday's opener, only four of these skaters were returning players from from last season, um, and of the other skaters, eight of them they were playing either their first ever pro game or first pro game in in North America. So. You know, with a with a limited training camp, they had a very brief training camp too. They had they did have two exhibition games, but for them to come together the way they did in this in this game, um, I think there are a lot of positives. And I mean, what JD Forrest, the new head coach, his very first game as a head coach, um, very very new team, um, and there are a lot of positive signs. Uh, just a brief recap: they went up they went up three to one. They were. They went into the third period up three to one. Um, they did blow the lead, losing overtime. That's really the the one real negative to take away from this is that they really took their foot off the gas, and they were aware of that. It is a very, like I said, young team, new team, and and Forrest said, you know, they'll learn from that. He didn't seem too discouraged um, by it, but there are a couple of of standouts in in just that opening game, um, and. One of the biggest ones, um, one of the biggest skaters who stood up for me was Jordy Bellarive. Um, Ford, undrafted free agent that the Penguins signed a few years ago. He uh, he had a goal and he he was he he was very physical. He almost got in a fight, but um, very physical game. He's very good defensively. Uh, and like I said, he scored a goal. Uh, the JD Forrest. He's, he seems really, really pleased with the steps that Bellarive has taken this season. He's, he's said a few times now that he thinks Bellarive has taken a step in his skating. He's faster, which is, you know, what one of the what was one of the knocks on Bellarive, you know, coming into this season. And, I mean, you did you did see that speed uh, coming into this game. And uh, Bellarive, he opened the scoring that first goal. One of the assists on there was Cam Lee. Uh, and Cam Lee assisted on one of the other goals later in the game. Cam Lee, the defenseman they signed uh, at a Western Michigan this past uh, spring. He had a great game, too. And I think, um, you know, with all the, the young defensemen that we're seeing come up through the Penguin system, um, Marino, P.O. Joseph Lee looks to be one of those guys who can maybe be in the next wave of that. Um bit on the smaller side. He's a he's a really good skater and um when when I spoke to Forrest about him the other day, something Forrest kept he he said a few times that he's very elusive, very hard to read, and that's really one of his biggest strengths. You know, his hands are quick. It's hard for opponents to tell what he's going to do, and that's why they have him quarterbacking Wilkesbury's top power play. He's at the point um, you know, directing the play. It's because He's very hard to read. They can't tell who he's going to send the puck to next. And, I mean, that paid off. Wilkes-Barre's power play looked really good in that game. Um, and it was in part because of Lee's role at the point. Um, their power play set up. They have Camley at the point. Um, in the net front role, they have Tim Schaller, who I'm, I'm just surprised is even in Wilkes-Barre. 
is a um, bit of an older guy. Um, I believe he's 30. He, he's pretty much been in the NHL for the past couple of years as a regular up until this point. Um, started the last season off in Vancouver. Got traded to the Kings in the Toffoli trade. Um, and then he, you know, he struggled to find a regular NHL role this season, so he signed an AHL deal with Wilkes-Barre, and when I, when I spoke to him uh, last week, he, he said he's really using this as an opportunity to reset, get his name back out there, and really try to get back to the NHL. Um, he's another one that Forrest is very, very pleased with. He, he Schaller had a great preseason. I think he scored the opening goal in that first game. Um, yeah, they have him in the net front role. New captain, uh, Josh Curry, he's at the right circle. Um, Curry seems like a very, he seems like a great guy. It's not, it's not surprising that, that he was named captain, listening to him talk and just, um, the, the things Forrest says about, about him, about, you know, how he's a leader. Um, he was, you know, talking about how great of a leader he was all through camp. Um, Nick Schilke, he's in the slot. He's on an AHL deal. That was actually a Volucci signing before Volucci got promoted to Pittsburgh's assistant coach. He he coached Shilke before in Charlotte. And then uh, Redeem Zahorna, um, the left half lover, Redeem Zahorna, the Czech forward that, you know, he's in his first pro year over here. They signed him out of the Czech League. Um, I, I believe he's 6'6", 230. He's a big guy. His nickname is Big Z. <laughs> Obvious uh, for reason, but their, their power play... I mean, it was great. They were taking a lot of shots. Uh, very mobile. Um, Curry did score on the power play. Uh, set up by Lee, of course. Uh, and I, <laughs> the shots they were taking in that game, just watching them, I was I was like, they should take this whole unit and bring them up, put them in Pittsburgh, because watching the way Pittsburgh's top power play has operated in the past couple games, um, not good. And just seeing the way that Wilkes-Barre, their unit got shots off, I mean, that's uh, something we haven't seen in a while. Um, the, and the other bright spot as far as a player for me was Emil Larmy, um, the goaltender. He made 30 saves on 34 shots in the loss. He's been, you can, you can tell he's really taken a step this year. He had such a rough go last year. It, it was hard because I, I don't think that they thought DeSmith would make it to Wilkes-Barre last year. Um... I'm looking back to, to that training camp, they brought in uh, Tokarski on an AHL deal last season. And I remember talking to Tokarski in, in Pittsburgh's training camp. He was there as an invite. And, and I did get the vibe that he was kind of told that, you know, they're going to move either Smith or Jari, and then Tokarski would get in, he would get his deal turned into an NHL deal. So I think it's safe to say they didn't expect to, to have Smith down there in Wilkes-Barre. Um, and then he ended up there, and it kind of complicated things as far as the plans for the goalies. Um, they had two young goalies in the system uh, playing their first uh, seasons over here in, in Alex Dorio and Emil Army. Dorio started the year out in Wheeling, but, I mean, back to Larmy, for the start of the year, Wilkes-Barre was carrying three goalies. It was DeSmith, Jakarski, and Larmy, and that's that wasn't a great situation for Larmy. I mean, he really couldn't get regular playing time because, obviously, DeSmith has to get the majority of the starts. He was the number three down there, but Larmy, and then his first, um, he played a couple of games, and I think it was after his, I want to say his third, just his third start down there. He, at the end of the peri a period, he got run into, and he, I think he hit his head on a post. 
he really wasn't sure what if he may have had a concussion or not. He thought he had a concussion. Uh, he told me, and then in the locker room, he he fainted during during an interm that intermission. And then he was out for about a month, so he missed a lot of time. And then when he came back, he still couldn't get the playing time. So they sent him down to Wheeling, and he was able to get more playing time down there. But he really didn't play much at all in either team last season. And he he's such a positive guy, but, I mean, listening to him talk during, during camp, he, he said he was very frustrated at times and, um, then coming in, in this season, he is the clear, uh, starter down there. Uh, the other goalies, uh, on NHL contracts, Dorio and, and Legacy, they're up on, in Pittsburgh on the taxi squad. So that leaves Larmy's the only NHL contracted goalie down there. Um, his backup probably going to be, uh, Shane Sterrett, who's on an AHL deal, um, currently out because uh, recovering from COVID. He, um, he's over it. It's just about getting his strength up at this point. He's been away from the ice for so long, but, uh, Larmy, you can just see that in this role now as the clear starter, um, so much more confident this season coming in. It did help that, uh, you know, over the, over the AHL, over the off season, before the AHL season started, Larmy did go back to Finland where he was able to get consistent playing time. Um, playing for his former Finnish league, uh, Finnish league team. So I mean, coming in, he just seems much more confident, and he's just fun to watch. I I've compared him a couple times now on the site to to Mark Andre Fleury, both on and off the ice. I mean, just his personality. Listening to him talk, some of the goofy things he says, it just it just reminds me of something Flurry would say. Um, but on the ice, it, that's, I think, b before we even met him, I think he was drawing comparisons to Flurry just for his style. Very athletic, not the most um, technically sound goalie. Uh, something that, when I talked to Volucci last year about Larmy's game, he said that, you know, Larmy can be a little bit too aggressive at times, and they're trying to reel that back in. Um, I asked... Forrest about that and he said uh they think they think you know he's doing a good job at that they've talked to him about it they don't want him to stop being an aggressive goalie because that's why he is so great um down there I mean sometimes he will come a little bit too far out of his net challenge a shooter and it'll go the wrong way and it'll lead to a goal but I I think you have to take the good with the bad for him because the good does outweigh the bad but uh, you're listening to this on Thursday. Wilkes-Barre is going to play their second game of the season. Uh, they're going to host the Hershey Bears at home. Um, so I'll be, I'm going to be writing about them probably, you know, more than I did last season. Um, I guess one of the positives to come out of, uh, the whole pandemic is that Wilkes-Barre, they're doing everything over Zoom calls now. And I'm the only local Pittsburgh writer who's been who got the invite to be on those Zoom calls because I did so much with them last season. So it makes it really easy to, to I guess, cover the team from afar this year and uh, do those kind of game stories and, and prospect features. So keep an eye out for those on the site. They don't always make it onto the homepage, but um, I put them on the team page. So thanks for listening to the Daily Shot of Penguins podcast. Again, I'm Taylor Haas, just temporarily filling in for day, and he'll be back soon. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening to me talk about the Penguins and Prospects.